Good morning and welcome to the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. It is Shay Pentino here. And J- Jayla Robinson on this side of the car. Yep. <laughs> We're back in the studio of the RAV4 with special guest today, Paula Sakura. Good morning. Woo-woo. Welcome, Paula. Thank you. Thank you. Paula's episode was our most listened to episode, believe it or not. Of I mean, why wouldn't we believe it? Right. <laughs> exactly. Believe it or not, people want to hear more about education, I think. Mm-hmm. It was a hot a lot topic. to say now, right? Yeah. So we figured, why not bring her back on again and talk about some positive trends in education, for sure. But before we dive into that, thank you so much for listening. Like, share, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Follow. Yep. Help us grow our podcast, for sure. And then do you have, I don't have my phone on me. Do you have the, your phone for the quote? Because I didn't print it out. Oh, the one that I sent you yesterday? Yeah, Jayla sent us this it. awesome quote yesterday. We thought we would share. It's, this, it says, and she had this weird habit of being herself all the time. That's why not everyone liked her. I like that one. Yep. I like that one too because you're not everybody's cup of tea. You're not. You know? You shouldn't be. You should not. You. I always say when people tour the school and it's you know, they're asking, well, it'd be great if, but only if you do this or that. Well, I respect that you have those thoughts yeah. and feelings. However, this is how we do it. Yep. And we can't reinvent the wheel for everybody. Mm-hmm. And we have to stay true to who we are. Yep. Absolutely. No, because I feel like if you're for everybody, then you're not your true self. You're mm-hmm. not for anybody. Yeah. Because you're for everybody. Yeah. That's a good point. That is so true. You're living for other people's opinions of you. Mm-hmm. One of the best quotes from the Mount I always felt like was, uh, "Be who you are and be that well." Yeah, I love that. I like that too. That's a really good quote. Yeah, mm-hmm. that and well-behaved women rarely make history. Ooh, I, <laughs> I like follow through that. with that one. <laughs> well-behaved women rarely make history. Ain't that the truth? Yes, ma'am. Man, and they they try to make us behave. <laughs> mm-hmm. No but, thanks. But we say no to that one. So yeah, for those of you that are new to the podcast, Paula is a um, lifelong teacher and educator. She's an owner of a Montessori school here in Wheeling, West Virginia, the premier Montessori school. And you taught at the Mount, which was also a Montessori school. That's right. Um, And it was an all-girls school, right, for a little while. Yeah. In 1970, well, let's back up even further than that. In 1848, the school started in America. And in 1865, they came to Wheeling, the Sisters of Visitation, to expand Catholicism West from where they were. And so they started um, with a school in downtown Wheeling, and then they built their school out where we all knew it was, right? Um, In the Washington Avenue area. Yeah. So then in 1970, they started a Montessori division of their school. And so that was co-ed, and... So K through five was co K through four was co-ed and then five through 12 was single sex. Was that started before Lindsley or at the same time? I don't know. Lindsley's, um, history of origin. People in our area also like associate them together. I feel like, yeah. Um, well, when I was in school, you know, the females went, Lindsley was single sex too. It was just young men. And then mm. the Mount had the young women. So those schools, like, I know the Mount would go over there and have science class. Okay. And the Mount were, were the cheerleaders for Lindsley's football team. Right. So they, they would, would do, like, socials together. Yeah. 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 So that, 
that's kind of how they were together, I think. But then, not too long, really, after I got out of school, it became co-ed at Lindsley as well. When did it become Montessori? Uh, 1970. Okay. At the Mount. Yeah, 1970 oh, at the Mount. Got it. So okay. I had a cousin who was in the very first class. Oh, how cool. How cool is that, right? That is cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Paula's taught there, and then she owns the um, Montessori school here, so Jayla had a good idea, because we were like, let's talk about education again, and you know, last year we were in such a different space than we are now. (laughs) Very grateful for where we are now. Yeah. And last year, you know, we talked about all the challenges we had with remote learning, and just contact tracing, and educating in general, and Paula had really good, my friend Sam always talks about your words of wisdom, where you were like just be the parent. The educators are the professionals. They will see the gaps and they will help your kids, you know, be the mom first. Yeah. And so I feel like that was life changing for a lot of us. (laughs) It's true though, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, it is. And so we thought we would talk about more positive trends in education um, today. So the mantra of the day is I can handle this. Everything is temporary. Which I thought was good. You listened to that podcast I sent you with Mel Robbins. Absolutely. Did you listen to it yet? Not yet. That's okay. where the high five from this morning yeah. came from. So she has this rule too. It's called the five second rules. Rules. Sorry. Rule. And um, anytime she's wanting to make a decision about anything, she counts back backwards in her head. Five, four, three, two, one. And that way, she said, your brain doesn't have enough time to like think about it. Yeah. Question it. Yeah. So she's like, you know, even with eating with getting up to work out five four three two one well yeah. may as well do it like not just... enough time to talk yourself out of it right yeah there's not enough time to talk yourself out of it. is that what you got out of it too yeah i really really thought she was insightful yeah i thought that was good well i think tip. deep down we kind of really know what we should do mm-hmm. like we sh- we know if we get up and go to class at five fifteen, it's going to set our day to be well mm-hmm. you know but then once you give yourself more time to think about it then you're like oh you know i'll just sleep in today it that w- is so true it would be better mm-hmm. for me if i just napped a little bit longer or whatever it is yeah, yeah. you yeah. can talk yourself right out of it even with uh with like getting like for work or something like that yeah. if you're trying to do something like to get through it you're like all right five four three two one i'm gonna say it here we go i always do the theory of eating the frog have you heard of that mm-hmm. that definitely works for me that is where you do the toughest task in the first, first thing in the morning just knock it out if yeah. it's a phone call you're like Ugh. yeah i'm the most productive in the morning so yeah absolutely allison mentioned that book eat the frog I haven't read it but I need to so yeah I like that mantra I can handle this everything is temporary because it is so anyway some positive trends in education what are you seeing as some positive trends from Uh, from last year to this year just in general yeah I think a lot of the acknowledgement that uh, we have a t-shirt out and it says not all classrooms have four walls yes and so it's on the mind thought of that that we are expanding we leased a space at Wheeling Park, and so our kids are taking advantage of being in this giant open space, this green space that mm-hmm. has multitude things to offer. But what I, what we have really found that um, it's the seasonal learning. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much the planet offers us in the way of a lesson plan, in the way uh, mm-hmm. that it 
makes the children question and ask. And you know, that's where you get your lesson plan is like listening to them, observing them, figuring out where their curiosity is and where their drive is. I always call it finding their money. Mm -hmm. And so that just quickens the pace, you know, because you're excited and that transfers to their excitement. And now I've got this giant park to just explore. Yeah, I think that you said this and it's starting to click for me. And I think Jaylet is starting to click for both of us. Just like the shift that I see is more so creating an interest in learning. And I think that's what Paula's really good at is creating an interest in lifelong learning, being curious about how yeah. things work, yeah. asking questions. I see it like they just did an apple lesson at school, but they, you know, with that apple went into the science behind it. Yeah. They went into Johnny Appleseed and like what it took for him to plant the apple trees and then how apples you can plant an apple tree and not know what kind of apple it is yeah just created all this interest in it and the other day davis said his favorite food was apple but i think it's because he learned a lot about it mm -hmm. at school versus like i feel like when we were kids it was more of a goal oriented mm -hmm. like yeah mm -hmm. like you got to do this homework you got to get this good grade Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Felt like more of a chore. And not understanding why they're actually learning about it. Right. Exactly. It's, it's just, just because you have to. Right. And I was yeah. thinking this too because you had mentioned movement as well. If It's just that little shift of mindset into like interest in learning with movement too. Like remember when we would do sports, they would punish you for running or they'd punish you. Or you had to finish a mile and under whatever to pass the nation, national yeah. right, fitness, yeah. whatever yes. fitness but test. But see, that was an external goal. Yeah. And so right. Montessori's talking about the intrinsical value. Mm -hmm. Right. I almost feel like there has to be a shift with that too, where you're like, we're not punishing you by movement. You get punished by not being able to participate in the sport because movement's so good for you or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. Like just shifting it a little bit. Anyways. I mean, just move away from punishment. Yeah. Move you away. know, just move away from it. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. You know, we, the consequences that I, we have in a Montessori school are really by that society of that classroom. Okay. Right. So that, so we call it, um, agreements. So okay. we have agreements with our classrooms. So, but the children make the agreements. So in the big, first week of school, we talked about the agreements and I made four agreements. That was it. And I told them we're not going to have more than eight at the most. And we might get rid of some of mine. We might add some of yours. So I don't like to use the word rule. I just want to make an agreement. And then you will hear them. They'll say, well, you know what? You're breaking an agreement if you do that. If mm -hmm. you, and I'd like them to not run in my classroom just because, you know, there's a couple 90 degree angles they could bite it on. Yep. So one of my agreements is walking feet. I like it. Right. So they'll be like, oh, you broke agreement number three. <laughs> That's good though. It's like you said, it's that self-policing. They do talk about consequences. What might a consequence be in a Montessori room? It, the, it would just depend on what the offense was and how the children imposed that consequence. But that's like, it always paints this picture of Montessori. Like we're just like, woo, you know, mm -hmm. but that's not the case. Like my voice and my thoughts are right in there with everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's us figuring it out as a community. Yeah. You know, we're this group together, whether we're at the park or whether we're on Lumber Avenue, these are our agreements. And here's what we think is just and fair. Right. It is like a family unit. It is. When I was in school, I didn't like school. Right. I wasn't motivated at all. 
And so when I had my first child, she was so much like me. And I thought, there's got to be another way. Because, I mean, my parents just drug me through the <laughs> my years of education. Mm -hmm. And so I discovered Montessori for her. And I felt like it excited her. It opened up curiosity. And so from there, I delved into it myself. That makes sense. Yeah. there. The, I think those questions, too, just to have the foresight to be like, there's got to be another way. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, around self-care, I see some good trends, too. Because I noticed, and Jayla, you're president of the PTA, and I'm, I help out, too. The signs all around the schools now are more, like, positive and mindful. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. they take a pledge. It's like, be a good person. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I see yeah. a helper. Be yeah. a helper. Yeah. What other trends, like, with self-care, it would be cool. Because, you know, in order for there to be a shift in, like, corporate America, it has to start almost with the kids on up. It mm -hmm. would be cool if there's more, like, meditation and journaling and mm -hmm. even, like, group counseling sessions in, well, in school. we always brought in a yoga teacher. So then yeah. that gave me pause with COVID about bringing in, mm -hmm. you know, anybody into our community because, you know to protect it right so i decided to, to go after that pediatric credential myself love that and <laughs> with nikki right yeah and she's been oh my gosh i just love her my relationship with her has really changed the way i look at life even oh mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah she's Aww. really insightful and so created our own yoga community within our classroom and so our kids will go into hero or go into easy pose just very naturally and they have a peace corner and we have a little chair where they sit and then we have a rock there from Africa that's carved into a heart oh. and uh, there's a blind in that window and so they'll come over and say I'm gonna sit in the peace corner could you please pull the blind up oh. mm -hmm. so that's something that you know I'm teaching them that if you're having certain feelings this might be an option for you that's nice. Mm -hmm. That's a good, like, self-love awareness tool right there. Yeah, can you imagine if someone would have told us that at three or four? Oh, like, my God. it's God. okay to sit here and think for a no. moment. Think mm -hmm. about when you made a bad decision, like you had to stand with your nose against the wall in the yeah. hallway. <laughs> or the rulers. Yes! Go to the principal's office. Mm -hmm. It was always about shame and embarrassment. It was. Yeah, why? Mm -hmm. I mean, haven't we all made mistakes? Yes, and that's that is why I think bullying happened to maybe I mean obviously it still does but like when we were younger because there was such a separation like you were called you, out for everything all the time and shamed yeah oh, that is just so you didn't shame, do it because right? they just thought you wouldn't do it again right they were like we will force you into being a good submission yeah <laughs> you know what I remember and this I don't even know if this is on topic I remember when I was like third grade there was a pair of like poopy underpants found in the bathroom and you know what my school did they had they they made every one of the girls go and we had to pull our pants are you kidding pull me? the corner down to see if we had underpants on oh, so they could figure out who it was that, that pooped their pants and left their panties in the <laughs> but, but i'm 34 years old and i remember yes. that you never forget that because yes. that is shameful oh that and parents were pissed mm. oh yeah that would but mm. yeah that happened there was a pair of poopy pants oh and the God. whole all the girls had to go to the the um, office and show that they had underpants on. no that is so 
ridiculous. Ugh. You know, what's kind of funny about that story is this year, a parent said, hey, not that I care, but he's come home commando twice. You have any idea where the underwear might be? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and my only thought is, oh, I hope he didn't flush them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. Aw, yeah, yeah, you're right. Everything was about like shame, shaming. Just they know mm. they. It's so unkind, isn't that? I made a mistake one time in second grade, and, and I still remember this. And I told my kids about this because I always like to tell them, like, you know, you make mistakes and hey, you live, you learn. But I wrote on the bathroom wall with like a permanent marker, and I'm thinking back now, I'm like, where did I get a permanent marker? <laughs> yeah. But I was in the bathroom, and the principal came in and saw me, and I had to stand in the hallway with my nose to the wall. <gasps> While everybody walked by, I cried. It was bad. And he shamed me. He was like, out of everybody in the school, I would have never thought you would have do, done this. But it's still, like, I'm 40. It sits with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, wait, I got a ma- I got a match now. I hid from the school bus. Oh. <laughs> right? And so I missed the school bus. So I walked home, and my mom was just so upset with me that she wrote a note and said, please talk to Paula. She doesn't want to come to school. She intentionally missed the school bus. To which my teacher said, because you chose to do that, you will now sit inside for recess. Oh my god! They punished you by taking away your recess. Yeah, and that's—I mean, at Sakura Montessori, we would never take away someone's opportunity yeah. to move. I remember they used to make kids like count the blocks on the walls too. Oh, we used—we used, to, we used to have to. You know what I had to do if I ever got in trouble? Whatever you did, you had to write the sentence. I will never do this over and over and over again like, yes i will never write on one. the wall with marker again i uh-huh. will never write on the marker with getting you had to do that over oh. and over and over again like uh-huh. for your whole recess you had to write it and that makes sense right right <laughs> but you just did it back then i our kids could not i they could literally could not handle standing in the hallway with their nose against the wall like i don't think they would recover reckon would definitely have a breakdown oh my god both of mine would never recover from that and it's not like we're trying to just let them do whatever they want. It's just no. You just they're they don't under they don't know how to handle their emotions. I don't know how to handle my emotions. You yeah, know what I mean? they have big emotions, and mm-hmm. sometimes they're overwhelming for us and for them. Yeah. Some other the trends that I was looking through. I mean, there's some really cool ones on here, and I can post where we got the article from. But I liked. Um, I liked how it said like bite-sized learning and like personalized learning. Mm -hmm. And then they talked about the genius hour, which is kind of like all the same thing. But the genius hour was kind of cool. It says it's a fairly new educational technique that allows the student to work on a self-paced and chosen project for an hour each day. Yep. I think that's really cool because, again, Mm -hmm. that interest in learning, right? Yeah. Is that something that you feel like is a trend? Yeah, I love that. And... I read all these trends and I think some of them are just spot on exactly what we do. In the Genius Hour, we do something like that. Um, The kids, they redo maps. So they start with the continent map Mm -hmm. and then North America and then we kind of let them go from there, whatever their interest is. So we have sort of that Genius Hour where right after we have our community meeting in the morning and we break into our work cycle. Wherever they're called to be within the four core areas of the classroom, that's where we give some guided lessons. Um, So that genius hour would be exactly where they were called to go. Yeah. Right? So oftentimes they'll go to that map area and get a continent out and start punching it. And 
they're just very quiet. I really wish you, well, you guys were parents, so maybe you have an idea of it. But if you could hear how quiet my yeah. classroom is, because they're working so hard. Yeah, and they like what they're doing. They're interested in what mm. they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that that is something they do. Um, and then the STEM curriculum. Yeah. Or STEAM. STEAM, STEAM. yeah. Yep. You guys, I remember, did that robot the one time. David still talks about that. That <laughs> Those scribble bots. Yeah. So they... They, I remember that one, and then like they try to do these. I know for enrichment stuff at the school that we go to, but it's like an after school. They call oh, yeah. it Saturday scholars yeah. or something like that. Well, we every month we change artists that we I remember that focus too, yeah. on. So we change composer, artist, author, and some type of culture. Got and so it. that kind of guides our school year. What's like an easy steam thing that you could do at home, like on um, a weekend? I think you know what? I would focus on doing something with a pumpkin. Okay. You know, yeah. you could paint with a pumpkin. Yeah. You could count the seeds in a pumpkin. You could make a recipe with a pumpkin. Yeah. You could read pumpkin stories. You can sing pumpkin songs. Got it. So what, like you said, look to nature and whatever the oh, nature. Oh, yeah, for sure. Very cool idea. Um, what else did I see in here? Gamification. I'm yeah. seeing this even in corporate America. They're trying to, like, with adult learning, make it more into games and smaller groups. Oh, yeah. We do that in our aftercare. Yeah. For different board games. Good, oh. A good board game that, um, oh, my, it's not a board game. It's called Farkle. I don't know if your kids have played it. No. My friend Sam No, gave you it. guys were walk, playing it up yeah. at the cabin. Sam sent me, like, a smaller version of it. It's like a dice game that teaches mm -hmm. them math and strategy and... You know, whether mm -hmm. or not they want to take a risk on something or not. It's been fun to play. Anything else? What else do you think, Paula? Well, I was looking at the social-emotional. Yes. And I was thinking about Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah. And, you know, you get up to that third rung and you start exploring some of these ideas. Because, you know, initially Maslow's foundation is, you know, very simple. It's just... Uh, air to breathe, water to drink, food to eat, mm -hmm. right? And then you go to shelter and, and other things. But it's on that third rung that you start exploring those thoughts and those ideas. And I think it's so critical that at the age that I'm teaching that you, well, any of our teachers, um, you start exploring those feelings, those thoughts. What do you do with them? You know, how do you manage an angry feeling and we addressed a lot of that through literature through art through music you know how's this make you feel yeah um, we start with having them paint uh, self-portraits of themselves so starting to get into like they already have very concrete ideas about themselves yeah mm -hmm. um, we oddly enough I don't know why this is in one of our classrooms we have like seven gingers I love that. They're coming back. I love the it. The ginger right? babies are coming back. I love it. But if you talk to them just themselves, a couple of them have expressed that they don't like the color of their hair. Yeah. So they're four and they're already aware of that. Yeah. And so it's like my job to kind of get in there and massage it, you know, and see if we can get a little bit more comfortable with who we yeah. are. Mm -hmm. Right. I think from us and doing our mindfulness work, I will always talk to my kids about their thoughts. I'm, I'm like, let's not make stories up. It's cool to feel those emotions, but like, let's yeah. not create these, these big stories oh, that aren't yeah. true. Yeah. And I was like, it's just your brain kind of getting creative because you're bored. 
A thought is it. just a thought. It's just a it's thought. It's not a reality. A belief is a thought that you believe, right? That, mm-hmm. that you taught yourself. That you taught yourself. It's yeah. not, yeah, it's yeah, not necessarily the true reality. That I think is going to be the true shift in education. I feel like is the social emotional learning. Hopefully, hopefully it gets even better and better and better because people are people struggle with that. You know. Well, one thing that we do to teach that is we. Uh, get a book that talks about a series of events, right? Mm -hmm. And so then we talk about, let's repeat those events. How did those events happen? What was the order of those events? Right. And so teaching them not to sprinkle their own thoughts. That's smart. Okay. In like, there's one that's called Sophie gets angry. Yeah. And so don't sprinkle in there what you think about Sophie. Don't think, don't sprinkle in there what you think about Sophie's actual experience. Just tell me what was the order of events for Sophie. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Right? I like that. Just to be very clear when you give a narrative. That's very good. It, so that's a good social emotional book as Sophie gets angry. Oh yeah. There's quite a few by that. I don't know the author off the top of my head. I'm sorry. That's okay. We can look her up and put, put her name in there. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a big darn deal, too. I want to say one thing about outdoor classrooms. Mm -hmm. There is no bad weather. There's only bad gear. You Mm -hmm. are right. We learned that last year, right? Mm -hmm. Get yourself some fleece leggings and... Mm -hmm. uh, you're right. It's an excuse you make, but if, do that five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Well, let's get the hell let's out. Let's just go. Embrace mm. it. Embrace it. We, I enjoyed myself last year. It was freaking freezing in those there mornings. Was, <laughs> there was like, I think two times where the wind. We couldn't do it. It was just yeah. <laughs> We went miserable. to Kroger, got a coffee and came back. Well, yeah. On my birthday, remember? We were freezing in the RAV4. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can be, but you are right around that. And it's like, teach yourself a new thing get outside but it's still healthy to get outside in the winter here well, you know, i love allison, the winter air yes it's so i feel like it's so clean crisp but allison always says do that 30 second which i have not brought myself to do cold shower oh boy oh, that teaches you pain tolerance <sighs> yeah i've taken a pass on it but it would be a good idea mm-hmm. yeah so what i think also, I was talking to Paula prior to this. Did I, I mention this already? It's early. I can't remember about homework. Like, we're not seeing as much homework anymore with kids. Like, at our school, they're moving away from it, it seems like, and, and more towards just, like, reading in the yeah. evenings. Yeah. And is that, do you think, the new trend to, like, help encourage learning outside of school that doesn't feel forced? Yeah. What I, do you think that's I about? I think that the trend is move away from the draw and skill okay. and be more into social-emotional learning experience-based learning, outdoor classroom, marrying with indoor time. Um, I think the drill and skill, it just doesn't have the weight that it once had. And you guys talk about your educational experience. That's definitely a drill and skill. Mm. Like they just want you to repeat back to them. I'm even hearing like spelling tests are kind of moving away too. They're, they're thinking that those aren't as valuable because you would just memorize it and forget it for the next one so they're like trying to do spelling in a different way now where they'll give at least with davis's classroom like it'll be these are words that we might have on the test Mm -hmm. it's not going to be these words exactly but like however they're structured there'll be words similar to this which i thought was kind of good too because it teaches you the blended sounds versus like just memorize this word and move on um so anyways i give it to teachers because there's always Mm -hmm. always something to 
adapt to. There and, is, and you can't throw the baby away with the bathwater either, because mm-hmm. there are instances such as your times tables where you just kind of need to right memorize, memorize. it. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I still struggle with those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. What's your why not of the days? What do you guys think? Um. Well, I was thinking about your mantra, and my mantra is always, and I know I probably have given this advice to both of you, this too shall pass. I love that. This too shall pass. You know? Yep. I think my why not of the day is why not um, two of them. I have two of them. Get yourself some good winter gear. Invest in it. Make the commitment to get outside at least like a couple times a week. And then the second one is try that five, four, three, two, one rule. Yeah. Mm. And see if it helps your day go smoother. Mm. Not feel as much anxiety. What's, what's yours, Jay? Why not have a great Monday? There you go. That's all that's coming to my mind. And I, I did the 54321, and that's just what came out. I like it. Why not take a girl's trip? I'm going to Nashville Thursday. The Vegas of the East. That's right. Never been there. That's going to be fun for you. I ordered some feathers to make some clothes, a top. So I'm hoping it comes in. Tassels. (laughs) Nipple tassels for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I like some of the fringe stuff that you've bought. Fringe is back. Yeah. I love a fringe. Me too. And a sequin. Oh, yeah. They had some pretty J-Lo boots at the DSW that were like... Really? You know. I, I ordered lots of shoes, so I just hope that they get here in time. Cool. Yeah. We went to a concert this past weekend, and uh, I'm going to say this. I don't love being up till 2.30 in the morning anymore. I could. Oh, I would still struggle. But we had so much fun. We danced our, our butts off and had a good time, but it took my whole Saturday away for sure oh absolutely but this is a weekend to take a saturday away so that's it was it was yes we enjoyed ourselves paula thank you so much you always give us so much hope and so many ideas oh gosh thanks guys Mm -hmm. we will put paula's um school's information up yeah and then i'll try to link that book to sophie gets angry is that what it's called yeah yeah check out sakura monster we have a new web page i saw it it's really good who did your web page alex panis and blake williams blake williams is my it guy and he's fantastic he god bless him my phone went down he facetimed me from kevin stone in utah to help me so is alex a tutor panis no, she works for uh, Wheeling Heritage, I believe it okay. is. Okay, somebody told me that there was there's a panis out in St. Clairsville that's a tutor, I guess, that does a good job. People oh, maybe say. she is, because she lives in St. Clairsville. It might be her. Yeah. You have to ask her. She, I, Olivia might have told me. Hmm. A couple people said that. She's, uh, it, did you look at it? It's like a lot of black and white and like a very pretty blue, and so we've been really Message was really did. clear on there. Yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, she she cleaned it up. So I cool. thank her for that. Jayla and I got to get a website. We do. Yeah. Well, she's she might be your lady. She might be. Okay. All right. Hey, on that note. <laughs> burn burn your rubber yep. for this morning. But thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. High five. High five. High five High yourself. Five. High five Today. yourself. Yep. Have a good Monday. We will see you. Let me, I can't find my... Um, <laughs> there it is. I was like... Can't find my mouse. There we go. Oh, thank you.